Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mike Malatesta. On this podcast, I dig in deep with every guest to get to the roots of their success, to discover not just how it happened, but why it matters. My mission is to expose the ideas and clues you need to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Friday solo episode with me. Glad to have you here today. And today I'm going to talk to you about my personal goal playbook. My personal goal playbook. So first I want to start by giving you... The other day I was in a meeting, yesterday in fact, and it was a mentor meeting and myself and two other, uh, let's call them seasoned entrepreneurs, were mentoring a younger entrepreneur a couple of years out of college who has a, uh, a, a nice idea for a business that he came up with while he was in school and has been pursuing full-time since he got out. And we're very proud of, of him. Um, but one of the things that we noticed is that um, there's real, really no playbook. This young man does not have a playbook so he doesn't really know where he doesn't really know what his goals are. He doesn't really know yet where he wants to end up. So it's a sort of a hamster wheel for him, um, which is probably common for a lot of us. We're sort of on a hamster wheel of life, <clears throat> doing the best we can to run through every day. And some days we feel like we make progress, and other days we feel like we took a couple of steps back. But most days we feel like we're are not quite in control. And that, that's n- probably normal. Uh, and, and at least some of that is okay and probably something that we all have. But when we were wrapping up, <clears throat> my friend Jeff, who's one of the um, my fellow mentors, told this mentee something that really struck me. And he said, <clears throat> every day when I get up, I read my personal vision statement. Every day when I get up, I read my personal vision statement. And then I read my goals. Now, in this case, Jeff's goals were um, took out took a, him out until um, 2024. So this is 2022 now. So two years out, 2024. And he said, every day I read those those goals, and I write down the three things that I need to do today to make progress toward achieving those 2024 goals. And I thought, I listened to him and I thought to myself, wow, because not only was our mentee the benefit of that um, conversation, but I was the benefit, I, I benefited from that conversation too, because one, I don't have a personal mission uh, vision statement. And I thought, why don't I have a personal vision statement? Um, and I couldn't answer the question. I feel like I should have a personal vision statement, uh, but I don't, and I never and I never have. But I'm going to work on that, I think. But goals, that's a different thing. So I have goals. I set goals um, every quarter. I set annual goals. I set longer term goals. 
Um, but this isn't about sharing my my goals with you. What it was about, but it, what it what what it really struck me listening to Jeff was, especially with his, you know, the three things I need to do to get make progress today towards these goals that I'm going to achieve by 2024. Um, made me think about something I wrote and presented back in 2008 with my friend Chuck Samora. <clears throat> so Chuck Samora had a uh, think leadership program that I was a uh, sort of a guest professor in, I suppose. And uh, in 2008, I wrote these things down and shared them with the people in the group. And these these have you know, when I when I heard Jeff say this, and I hadn't pulled these out in a while, they were in my important drawer, um, but not something that I looked at all the time. But when I heard Jeff say this in our meeting to our mentee, um, it made me want to pull it back out and read it and then share it with you because this is kind of my vision, I guess, but I don't have it structured as a vision. I have it more structured as how I want to run my life. So what I will do. So here it is. This is from 2008. I hope you like it. Um, the first one is, I will be what I want. You hear me talk about my future is my property all the time. Now, that wasn't something I was thinking as much about in 2008 when I wrote that, but I will be what I want. In other words, I will be what I want to be. That's number one. That's number one part of my vision, which means I'm going to, one, need to know what I want to be, and then two, design a system around myself, my thinking, and the people that are around me, and everything else that helps me be what I want to be. Number two, I will be free. Now I call that options, not obligations. At the time, I didn't have that, <clears throat> well, I didn't have that much freedom, <clears throat> and I didn't have that phrase, but I will be free meant that no one is going to keep me somewhere where I do not want to be. So wherever I am, I have had the choice to choose, and I have chosen to be there. Now, if I don't like it, you know, shame on me. <laughs> if I do like it, then okay, nice, nice choice. But um, yeah, anyway, number two, I will be free. Number three, I will grow. I've always been about growth, but I have to say that reading this again has really helped me think about, am I really every day doing something to grow? I'm not. And I should be because that's part of my mission. That's part of my playbook. So it helped get me straight on, hey, Mike, you got to do something every day to, as evidence that you are, that you are committed to growth. Obstacles will happen, but no one will stop me. So that's a big one. Obstacles will happen. You have to acknowledge that because it's life, right? And you deal with people and you deal with things and there's a lot of things outside of your control. And that's what I call the obstacles. Obstacles are things that I cannot control. Um, but I acknowledge that they are there. And I also acknowledge that they may interrupt me on my way to what I want to accomplish, but they will not stop me. Only I can let an obstacle stop me. And I choose not to do that. Next one, my goals will empower me. 
So without regular goals, I'm going to lose track of what progress actually means. Like, I, like with the growth thing, I could say, well, sure. Yeah, I'm making progress towards growth every day. A 1% improvement, some people might call that. But the reality is if I'm not chasing a goal um, or pursuing a goal would be a better way to say it. Hey, everyone. If you like what I'm doing with this podcast and want to participate in more of the things I'm thinking about and exploring, subscribe to my newsletter today. It's super simple. Just go to MikeMalatesta.com right now, put in your email, and you will get the very next issue. It's short, thoughtful, and designed to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. I'm not empowering myself to, to manifest that growth. So my goals will empower me. I will eliminate waste. You've heard me talk about waste before. Of course, I've been in the waste industry most of my life, and um, I hate waste. <laughs> you know, but it's everywhere. Uh, waste is everywhere uh, around us in every facet of what we do. And in order for me to um, make my playbook and my vision come alive, I need to eliminate waste from my life whenever and wherever I see it and as quickly as I can. And waste is tricky. It, catch, it sneaks up on you. It kind of comforts you. Uh, it makes you think it's not waste. It wants, you to turn, it wants you to turn a blind eye to it. So you really have to be diligent about what you're wasting in life because everything you're wasting is keeping you from moving forward at a rate that you're able to move forward. I will lead and others will want to follow. So that can, that maybe that sounds a little egotistical. It did when I read it, but um, that's my job. My job is to lead. I need to lead myself. And then I lead, I need to lead the people who can help me achieve what I want. And if I'm not able to do either one of those things, I'm not going to be successful. And I certainly am not going to be you know, the kind of person who thinks I can do it all on my own because I've lived that life. And that, uh, that, was, a, that was a one-way ticket into the valley of, of uncertainty that I talk about in my book. So uh, I will lead and others will want to follow. Next one is, I will become increasingly valuable to myself and others. See, life is not static. The world is not static. I am not static. Opportunities are not static. And if I am not becoming increasingly valuable to people around me, to situations, um, to myself, to my family, then I am becoming less valuable. If I'm not becoming increasingly valuable, I'm becoming less valuable. And the world likes to pass by people who are less valuable. And I don't want to be somebody who gets passed up. I don't want to get be somebody who people walk past. So. It's my job to make sure that I am learning, I am experiencing, I am meeting, I am challenging myself, and I am growing my capabilities and my capacity all the time. Next one is, I will learn what I need to know. I will learn what I need to know. So I, I need to know a lot. You know, every day, uh, things get in my way 
uh, because I don't know about them. I don't know how to get around them. Fortunately, learning how to get around things and knowing new things is so easy these days. So, so easy. Um, but still, there are a lot of people who are waiting. And I do this myself sometimes. I wait for somebody to tell me something I don't know, or I wait for, or I stop because I don't know something and I'm too lazy or I'm too, I don't know what, set in my ways to figure it out. And, you know, between, between what's available, you know, on the internet, of course, and what's available from people you know from your network, that should never be an impediment, should never be an impediment. So I will learn what I need to know. I will teach what needs to be taught. That's a big one. I don't learn anything that I'm not then willing to share with someone else. The more people who know the more things, the better off it is for me. That's how I like to approach my life. I know that's not how everybody likes to approach their life, but that's how I like to approach my life. That, I think, keeps me um, not only um, you know, learning new stuff, but it keeps me in the company of people who want to continue to learn new stuff. And it's also a two-way street. So I will teach what needs to be taught, and I will learn what needs to be learned from other people. My life belongs to me. That's, I don't know, it seems obvious, right? But does your life belong to you? Think about it. It's very, very easy to get into a situation where your life does not belong to you. Or at least it doesn't feel like it belongs to you. And of course, when you feel that way, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, it's because you've invited that into your life. You've provided that permission. You've given that permission. And to the extent that it's possible for me, I am not going to do that because my life belongs to me. Meaning everything that happens in it, good, bad, indifferent, is something I invited in and I'm responsible for and have a responsibility to learn from, move past, uh, overcome, or figure out a way around. Um, and that is a big responsibility, but I like it. I like it because I, man, when I start blaming someone else, it just really ticks me off. And I'm not immune to it, but I, boy, I just don't like it. And I also don't like when I'm not able to fix something. Um, but yeah. My life belongs to me. It is my property. It's my property, my life. Two last things. One, my future will be bigger than my past. It's getting, you know, sometimes it gets harder to think about because if you've had some success, particularly business success, and you get to, you know, I'm 56 at the, at the moment, which is young, but it's not 26 and it's not 36 and it's not 46. And you look at it and you go, how am I going to keep continuing to create a future for me that's bigger than my past? And of course, it doesn't have to be you know, a business-related pursuit and it shouldn't be just a business-related pursuit. And in fact, when you get to be uh, more seasoned, there are a lot of other things that you can do to make your future bigger than your past that have nothing to do with business because you're fortunate. You have resources, you have friends, you have networks that you might not have had when you were younger. But um, 
you know, d- deciding, choosing that my future will always be bigger than my past is an amazing um, freedom because I don't have to be stuck where I am. I, can, I, I not only can, but I am committed to pursuing uh, the things, whatever they might be, that make my future bigger than my past. And the last one, I have only just begun. And that doesn't matter. <clears throat> I said I was 56. It doesn't matter if you're 56, 46, 86, 96, or 6. You have only just begun. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life, as they say. So you have just as big of an opportunity to do something today that you had at any point in your life to continue to move forward and make your future bigger than your past. And you know what? That's what the world wants, I think. That's what your family wants. That's what your friends want, if you have the right friends. (laughs) That's what your business partners and your colleagues and your coworkers, that's what they all want. They want their futures to be bigger than their past, and they want to know that they've only just begun. So Jeff, I thank you for bringing up your vision and your goals yesterday in the mentor meeting, because it really struck a chord with me, and it's inspired me to not only get introspective with myself, but also pull out these things from my important drawer and share them today with everybody on the podcast. So thank you for listening. I hope you got some value from today. And until next time, please maximize your greatness.